This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. It just got very real in this room. No. What was that? You want me to put the headsets on? You can put them on if you want. But your hair is up to you. You don't want to mess up the hair. Uh, No, her hair's looking very cute. Sada would be upset. No, honey. Well, that was uh, Jess Glynn with uh, the opening cut from her album, I Cry When I Laugh. That's a good title for an album, right? The song is called Gave Me Something. Okay, it's uh, 37 past the hour, Thursday morning, December 3rd. I'm Larry Flick, and you're listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM LQ. I want to thank Courtney Act for joining us. What a lovely, lovely, adorable. lovely person. Totally adorable. Um, just really yummy, yummy, yummy. Speaking of yummy, <laughs> at last, <laughs> we've only been calling to the universe for Judith Light to come into our studio <laughs> for years. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how many times we've reenacted the Karen Wolick trial scene? Oh, please don't do that again. <laughs> do you know how many times? Do you know how many times? It's it's just, like, we're put our all sweaters on so we can really make it it's work. It's just you know. But also, I mean, you guys, you please understand. I feel very pleased and proud and honored <laughs> that people actually do that. But you know what? You don't have to do that for me this morning. No, I really oh, do. I, mean, I don't. I, mean, I don't have it in me. <laughs> I understand. Well, and, and I don't have it in me either. That might be either. That might be why she hasn't been coming because we've been just how we've been I calling knew you were for her. Do it exactly. No, I just I love that people are still uh, connected to it, and I love that time in my life. Um, but that was a long time ago. It was a long. A lo- time ago. It was a really long time ago, and uh, it was just um, and it was something I, I I swore that I would never do. I said I would never do a soap opera, and uh, it worked out in this kind of miraculous way and uh, also it was a combination of that and a and a choice a definitive choice that I made about my life and my career at that particular point in time because I was about to leave the business and um, and my unemployment was running out and I was I was really um, at a, a moment in time where it was kind of that existential moment where you say what are you doing with your life and what are you doing with your career and I realized that I wasn't doing anything. I was just sort of going from job to job and it didn't really matter and it was all about me and what I wanted and mm. I went, wait a minute, I, I wanna make a, my life and my career about something bigger than that. So it was a very a, a potent moment and a, a real um, road less traveled for me. Well, that was more than I thought we were going to talk about that show. <laughs> I was just going to mention it in passing. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> little Talbot Huddleston and then we're done. That was really, I was just going to say, we, we loved it. but we, in, didn't you, baby? She had to, well, you know. But so Judith Light is here, and uh, and you know her from many, many things. Yes. She can uh, currently be seen on season two of, uh, of Amazon's Transparent, which is so Oh. oh my goodness! Uh, listen, I'm with you. What a, I think it's good too. What a <laughs> show! What a show! What a cast! What a storyline for your character! Um, and and having already gotten because the show goes up on Amazon tomorrow. For those of you who haven't seen it yet. Oh, I thought it went up on December 11th. Oh, does it go up on the 11th? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, it was supposed to go up tomorrow, but it goes up on the 11th. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's right. Forgive me. That's all right. Forgive me. But yeah, so you know why? Because I've already seen it. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm, you have. Because I'm fancy. Mm-hmm. You are fancy. I'm very fancy. <laughs> and you know a lot of really big people. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> anyway, um, but no, it's really, the second season is a little bit more cuts to the bone a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more, there's more, it plays like it. You know, everybody involved has a greater confidence in what's what they can do and what, yeah, they can, what they can get away with. Right. And there's a real expansion of the characters and their deeper uh, psychological drives and uh, also their sexuality. I mean, that is something that has been really played in a much larger way in, in season two. And also we go back in time. I mean, we go back into where the Pfefferman family first began. Yeah, and the way that they weave that into the show is is quite extraordinary. Joel Soloway is uh, our creator, director, head of our brilliant writing team is just an extraordinary genius, uh, and the way she holds the whole dynamic of this particular show deeply important to her. What what I love about Transparent, and mm-hmm. and I mentioned this when Joel came to see us uh, earlier this week, is. It, it does more than than advance the the truth about trans America. It also gives us a view of a Jewish American family that I don't really feel like we've ever really properly seen. You know, there's a lot of investment in. You know, we either have we either have families that have no faith, or their Christian faith. Right. And and the Jewish faith is sort of like it just is brushed and and but but. To me, this is almost as much about the the big the faith and the culture of the faith of this family than as it is about what happens when Mora comes to be. I, I love that you said that because I I happen to agree with you. Uh, that's not why I love that you said that because I agree with you, but because I think it's really true. And other people have said that they have a window into the Jewish culture Mm -hmm. in a way that they never really have before. It's pretty honest. And it's very honest, and it's not stereotypical, and it's not a caricature. And the other thing that I think is really important about the show is that you are witnessing someone, the content is about someone who is transgender and who is Jewish and a Jewish family. But the real dynamic of this show that I think is so potent and really powerful and poignant is that here is a person who has said, I have lived for 70 years not living my truth, not living an authentic and courageous life. And I'm going to tell you who I really am and then what will you do? Mm. How will you live? So it poses this question, and I think the reason that people are so loving the show and feel so connected to the show is because everybody has a story in their family about someone who says, I'm changing the rules, gang. I'm, I'm not gonna be operating like this anymore. And you watch these family dynamics and you say, I'm familiar with that. It's at a cell level memory for every human being, and the top note of the show is always love. Yeah, you always come back to family, no matter who you make fun of, no matter who you uh, are having an argument with, and sometimes you hate the characters, and sometimes you love the characters, but they are infinitely human. What What I also love about the show is that Maura stays. 
yes. and that the family accepts that she wants to stay because having been the person in my family who changed the rules what happens is you inevitably leave that's right. i left did you yeah i left you have to very often i would say more times than not you leave because you kind of have to because the family will sometimes try to uh, accommodate and grow that they often can't, especially if fam families that are steeped in culture. I'm, my mind was steeped in Italian culture, mm -hmm. very similar to Jewish culture. Uh, right, I'm married to an Italian, so and I know. So, yeah, yeah, so you his, know. His family is, very, I mean, they're not like that, If you know, but changing the rules is a, is a big thing. Usually, usually it's the beginning of the end. And, right. and so for her to stay, again, is as much about the faith and the culture of the family as it is about her decision to finally be honest. Well, and that's, that's and that's why I say the top note of yeah. this is love. At the end of the first season, you see this family sitting around yeah. having dinner at the the shiva, the 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 you know the memorial for for you know my second husband, mm -hmm. and we are still all deeply connected. Yeah, and the loss that you feel, as I'm sure you felt when you really made the decision that you had to go, was really painful. It was painful, but it was also liberating. And liberating, absolutely. But you know, the thing that I love about, uh, I, I love many things about the show Transparent, as you all can tell, is that the even though Maura stays, and Maura's a bit of the catalyst, Shelley is sort of the glue. I don't think Maura gets to stay unless, unless, Shelley. Shelley, unless Shelley says it's okay. I and I don't mean okay, like in the in the literal direct sense, but she is the the leader. It's 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 not spelled out, but that's how I that's how I receive it. It's very. Uh, it's, I receive her as the leader. It's very interesting that you say that as off as as off as she is. I mean, as I know, as narcissistic and as self involved and as you know as she is. I think in some ways that's true. The The truth also is that they have these children together. Yeah. And they, Shelley is not a particularly good mother. But her, Maura is a better mother than Shelley is. But the combination of the two of them sustain that family but, dynamic and here's the thing and this is the this is the most subversive part of of transparent i talked to jill about this shelly's like has always been like more like a dad absolutely because, she is she because the dad kind of floats in and floats out the dad is the is the one who's more self-possessed because the dad is usually the breadwinner in mm -hmm. the traditional family, mm -hmm. especially the traditional Jewish family, mm -hmm. and and that's why I receive her as the leader because she's the she probably has always been, and maybe why she accepts him is because she's always been the more masculine leader. I think that's true. I think their their roles are definitely flipped, which is what I what I also think people find fascinating yeah. about the show, and I love your 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 take on all of this because I think it's it's things that we haven't really talked about much mm -hmm. anywhere else. Well, I think people are just, uh, I think at the moment people are just preoccupied with gender. And I think as we get increasingly oh. used to it, it'll have to change. And and I, I 
couldn't agree more with that. And I think that, you know, I've talked a lot about this through the years because I've been a, a big supporter of the LGBTQ mm -hmm. community. And th that I really think that the gay community has taught society about sexuality, that we are sexual beings yeah. and that we do not need to hide that. The transgender community is teaching us about gender fluidity. And yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think we're going to see a world that we have not known and understood before because we have not been educated about gender fluidity. Now, Magnus Hirschfeld in the 30s was talking about it, and much of his um, his work ha was burned by the Nazis. But it it has not been brought back in this way, and I think Transparent is giving us an opportunity yeah. to talk about it. Uh, and, and I've been on the board of an organization called the Point Foundation for almost since its inception. And Point is an organization we give scholarships to LGBTQ youth when they are marginalized because of their sexuality or because of their gender presentation. And our scholars have taught us a lot about gender fluidity. And I think you're right. I think Transparent's going to open the conversation. For well, it's also going to really rattle people's cages this season because of the fact that uh, Mora is going to do more than just walk around um, because, in a dress. Yeah, I yes. think I think you know, Mora is going to have love in her life in a very sexual way. That's and, right. And and there's been a lot of conversation amongst trans people about I don't want to be sexualized. I don't want to be sexualized. You know, even Caitlyn Jenner's like when asked about her gender or her orientation, I'm 65. I'm too busy to think about that. Well, the rest of us think about it. And so yeah. this is what this is what's edgy about this season of Transparent, <laughs> is that Mora's thinking about it, and Mora acts on it. Uh, yes, and and she is in a process. Yeah, she it's is, gonna be good. And it, uh, exactly, and it's not about it. and it, and the, those things get brought up, and they get brought up in v very um, elucidating ways mm -hmm. and I think it's going to provide a lot more conversation yeah. and I'm very interested in seeing where it's going to go and one of the other things I wanted to say to you which I really appreciate you talking about is that I think because Shelley loves Mora you don't fall in love with a gender you fall in love with a person. Mm. You fall in love with that soul, that being, and that's universal. Yeah. And that's what I think you see in relation to Shelley actually as the, the leader or the, the grounded being. That love is something that is huge for her, and it has no color, it has no gender, it has nothing except her love for that person, for for Mora, in whatever form. And we all want to be accepted in that way. For sure. all of who we are. Sure. And I think that makes a difference. It's Judith Light joining us on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. It's about nine before the hour. And you can see her in the second season of Transparent. It goes up on Amazon on December 11th. She's also on Broadway right now in a play. I say the name because I'm a ugly white boy from I'm, from the Bronx. I'm going to. Oh, you're from the Bronx? Yeah. You're an Italian from the Bronx? Or my husband. My father was from the Bronx. Where in, where in the Bronx is, he, is your husband? Well, my husband was from... Um, um, Oh my God! Hey, where is it? My father was from Boynton Avenue, Gun Hill Road. Gun Hill Road. Right, I'm no, from Pelham Parkway. Come on. 
And my grandparents are from Arthur Avenue. Oh, okay. There we are. We're Arthur Avenue Italians, uh, hello, honey. honey. So you know. And uh, le- <laughs> lest we lest we not have a moment of of in memoriam for Lomans on. Oh well, no, Lomans is still on Fordham Road. Is that right? No, Lomans is gone from Fordham Road. Oh my God, listen, Fordham I, Road. I don't want to start my day like this. Okay, <laughs> I will not do this. Okay, I mean, I will not throw away my gold Lomans card. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And you shouldn't. I mean, and I shouldn't. Isn't it like right across the street from like the Valentine Theater? Uh, well, I think it is. Well, <laughs> right near the little Triangle Park where the bus stop is. Oh, uh, you know where it let's is. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yes, I will pronounce this for you. Please. I'm sorry we got we got off on a we on got sidetracked for a second. We got on a Bronx, Bronx tangent. Um, uh, uh, Therese Racan. See how pretty that is from the Bronx. It would be Teresa Rican. <laughs> <laughs> And then nobody would buy a ticket because they wouldn't know where to go. <laughs> it's at Studio 54, which I used to go to in the old days. I snuck in when I was Did 16. You? Oh, my God. How great was that? It was pretty it good. It was pretty great. I left my girlfriend outside. I went. I got in. How? You got in and she didn't get no, in? No, because that obviously uh, the, you know, Mark saw that I was a gay boy before I knew I was a gay boy. <laughs> he was like, you. And I'm like, we're in. Yeah, yes. And she, he not said, you. oh, he said, not her, <laughs> right. you. And I'm like, I have to go. And he's, she's like, well, she called me many things that night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was fab, though. But, but hello. How amazing was! But you know, it used to be an opera house. I know, and that it was a vaudeville house, and it's the most beautiful. Because it's a beautiful high ceilings with the best sound in the world. The best sound in the world. I mean, we're not mic'd. I mean, we're the acoustics in there are just supreme. Lovely. But we do have a river on the stage, and so the the water. You have to, you have to, you do have to punch it up a little bit because the water does absorb some of the sound. But it is the most extraordinary set, and I'm working with Kira Knightley, who I absolutely adore. Door. She's beautiful. She's not just, she's beautiful inside and out. In every way, yeah. She's a beautiful is person. She's a team player. She is yeah. right there. That performance is so strong. Every performance. I mean, she just gives everything. And I'm working with Gabriel Ebert, who won the Tony for Matilda, mm. and Matthew Ryan, who's on the show Constantine, and this other wonderful team, and Evan Cabinet, our director, and Helen Edmondson, this brilliant British writer. And I mean, it's a really very special play. Adapted from the novel by Emile Zola. Now, how would you say that from the Bronx? Uh, Emile Zoller. Uh, there you go. All right. well, we're, we're not going to leave. We're not going to leave it to you, honey. Well, we'll I'm a pre- professional broadcaster. We Judith. will. We will be pronouncing the names for you from now on. Just call me in, and I will come. I will. The we're just going to follow. Have you record them, and I'll just punch them off the wall. But we're only there uh, through January the third, and um, it's a very. It's a. It's a sexual thriller. Is what it is. It's very, very exciting. It's ghost very, story. it's it, and it's a ghost story, and ghost it's it's story. very it's very adventurous, and we're all, um, really, it's it, we're we're having quite a time. It's it's quite challenging. You know, we only have a couple minutes left, but I, right. I I have a, a million questions. So I'm going to try to get a couple more in, and, right, and so it must be, it must feel so good to get some of the best roles of your life now, as opposed oh. to when you were 
a little chickadee. Yeah, it's really extraordinary. I have a great team. I have a great support team. I have wonderful managers that I've been with for 35 years. Um, Herb Hampshire and his partner, Jonathan Stoller, they're life and business partners, and we've been working together forever. Uh, and uh, the Gersh Agency, I have this really wonderful team, and I have these great publicists, uh, Rogers and Cowan, and we all work as a team to choose these things, and I think that their guidance has been something that has really led me, as I have gotten more mature, into a place that very few people have the opportunity to have, and I have immense gratitude for that. You seem to have a lot of energy for someone who is so tired. <laughs> no, for someone for someone who who I I, I always uh, re- re- feel bleeds for every part she plays. I you do. Know, I feel like you just are constantly like you know wounding yourself in order to be the truth of what you're playing. Oh my goodness! Wow. How exhausting is that? It's really exhausting. <laughs> And thank you, and thank you for noticing. I don't wound myself, but I I think it is my responsibility to dig as deeply as I can to portray the psychology of someone so that the audience will have the opportunity to understand this human being better. As we have seen in the last month, the shootings, the killings, the carnage, the way we relate to each other is so devastating. I know. And if I have the opportunity to show what makes a person, the, their, this being, what drives them, and what I think is important about this play is that you see that if you are unconscious and you only allow what you want in the world to drive you, there are dire consequences. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for saying that. I do dig very, very deep because I think it's my responsibility. But it's it's funny because one of my one of the things I I love doing is is zeroing in on a person's eyes when they're acting because you, that's where you see the life of a character. And Absolutely. You're always awake as an actor. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally. You're makes always sense. awake. I never feel like you check out. And I, whether I'm watching you from a, from the the house of a theater or if I'm watching you in a tight shot on film. And that's where I wonder where the, you know, like the energy has got to be just, you must have a lot of energy. I, I don't have Or you have must it. need to lay down a lot. I, <laughs> I don't have the opportunity to do that, but thank you for wishing that for me. <laughs> I, I, I love what I do, mm. and I'm grateful for what I do. And I think, and I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I think that's what gives me the energy. And what I said to you at the start of this conversation was that I was going to leave the theater unless I was going to change the context of the way I was going to relate. Mm. And I think we're in a service business, and it is my privilege, it is my joy, and it is my honor to get to do the work that I do. And I don't ever want to check out, and I don't ever want to give an audience or anyone who is experiencing working with me an experience that I am not there and present, and that's what drives me. Well, that's Judith Light, y'all. Look for her on... um Transparent season one. Obviously, you could watch it already if you haven't yet, or watch it again. And season two goes up on Amazon on the 11th. And um, I hope you'll come back and see us again. I, I would love a to. A million more questions, and maybe we'll even take some pictures from the Bronx. We'll pass them back and forth. I would love that. <laughs> so happy to talk to you. Really, really lovely to talk really with you to as be well. Here today. You all have a wonderful day. Go make some new memories, some good ones, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah.